Welcome to the Donuts and Dumbbells podcast. I'm Brooke. And I'm Nick. And we're so excited that you're here. On this podcast, we talk about all things fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle change. You know, all the healthy shit. So go ahead and grab yourself a cup of hot or iced coffee. Or a protein shake and sit back, relax, or go on a walk. And we'll talk to you soon. What is going on today, Brooke? What is going on? Not much. Just, you know, my little guy's home from school. He's not feeling well, so he's been home all week. So I'm really hoping that he starts feeling better soon. That's rough. Is, is, he, is he doing okay? Like, what's going on? Just a lot of uh, just a lot of coughing. No fever, nothing like that. It's just all respiratory. So poor little guy's dealing with, you know, phlegm and just mm. his, his little nose and lip is all raw from, like, wiping uh, his nose. Oh, had a runny nose. Terrible. I had that over, like, December and the post-nasal drip that I had just, like, would not stop. I'm finally, finally not coughing at night every night. So, yeah. Oh, better. yeah. No, I totally understand. So it's, it's been, it's been a week. Let's just yeah. say that. It's been, it's that been sucks. a long week. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. Sounds like it. Yeah. Um, so what are we talking about today, Nick? I thought since we talked so much last week about how to train to build muscle, and we also mentioned how muscle and strength are two different things while they do go hand in hand to a degree. I thought we could talk about how to train more specifically for strength instead of how to more specifically build train to build muscle. There we go. Got all the words out. Awesome. So Nick, how do we do that? What is, <laughs> <difference>? <laughs> what is, what would you say is the difference between training for strength versus training for building muscle? Yeah. So I, we mentioned last time about how, when you train for muscle, you want to include a lot more of like isolation based movements, right? Where you want to like directly target your biceps, for example, or maybe you do leg extension so you can directly target your quads while not fatiguing other groups. Uh, when you train for strength, you want to include a lot more compound movements. I think one thing that I had mentioned is like, if you're training for muscle, I probably wouldn't program a barbell back squat for the most part. There, There is a time and a place, even when you're building muscle to do that. Um, but I would prefer to, you know, program something like a hack squat or a leg press or something like that, because it's going to fatigue the rest of you less. Um, but when you're training for strength, it's more important to train more compound movements like the squat, bench, and deadlifts um, so that you can get that full body strength throughout. You can place more demand on those stabilizing muscles on your core um, and stuff like that. Your upper back is going to play a big role in this. So yeah, that's really the main difference is more compound movements, less isolation movements, while you can still include some isolation movements. Yeah. And like a compound movement for those that don't know what that is, it's, a, it's a, it's basically a multi-joint movement. So you're moving more than just one joint through a range of motion. Right. For example, in the squat, your hips and your knees and your ankles, they all move at the same time. Whereas a leg extension, your knee extends and that's it. That's the one joint. So <laughs> it's the one joint, the one joint. <laughs> so Nick, when it comes to, I know we talked a little bit last, last time about, you know, 
nutrition and how training is, you know, really the driver of muscle building. Mm. What would you say nutrition wise you want to focus on with power or not powerlifting, but just compound movements in general? I mean, kind of similar to muscle building, right? You want to make sure you're getting enough protein so that you can continue your your muscles do continue to grow as you're you're training specifically for strength right if you're in like that one to four rep range you're training more for strength but you will still grow muscle in that rep range absolutely uh will you grow more strength and muscle probably um but you want to be able to get enough protein and you definitely want to make sure you're having plenty of carbs because training specifically for strength is going to be a lot more fatiguing since we're incorporating more compound movements. It's going to place more demand on your central nervous system. It is so hard for me to say the word central nervous system. I always get hung up. I don't know what it is. Well, it's because those are three separate words, Nick. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I I just can't get the word central out. And it sometimes comes out as like set set neural. <laughs> central nervous system. <laughs> the old central nervous system is going to get real fatigued. Okay. So uh, <laughs> I've gone full south since moving to Virginia. Oh gosh. Uh, uh, <laughs> I reckon. Um, anyway, what was I saying? <laughs> yeah. You're going to, there's going to be a lot more fatigue involved. So recovery becomes even more important otherwise you are just going to feel like you want to sleep all day and i can tell you that from experience training for powerlifting i have definitely had frequent days where i'm just like i don't want to get out of bed (laughs) i'm good oh yes oh yeah and i remember when i was training for strength you know it you definitely notice a difference whether like you know a lot of people i think they kind of um they don't take sleep as seriously as a recovery because, you know, some, you know, people like to stay up late. Sometimes people, you know, or they have like a baby where they're not getting a lot of sleep or there's something going on in their lives that impacts their sleep. But sleep is such a huge part of like making sure that you are taking care of your central nervous system, getting enough rest. And like rest doesn't necessarily mean being a couch potato either. Like you want to make sure that, you know, with these big compound lifts and, you know, building strength, you want to make sure that you're also taking care of your body and your mobility and things like that to be able to perform these things because Mm -hmm. it, you know, again, it is taxing on your central nervous system and you want to make sure that you're able to, you know, recover properly, making sure that, you know, you're eating enough carbs, you're getting enough sleep, you're, you know, you're, you really want to dial it in a little bit more when it comes to strength like training for strength because, you know, training for hypertrophy is a lot less taxing on your nervous system. Mm-hmm. And I love that you brought up mobility because I think it's, it's a little bit underlooked in the strength world. Uh, but if you want to be able to take your joints through ranges of motion, you have to be able to be mobile to do that. Um, and I think a lot of like strength athletes kind of neglect some mobility work and that's where their joints start to become a little bit stiffer. Injury becomes a little more likely as your joints become stiffer. Uh, it gets harder to get down into a deep squat. Uh, your, your, your spine starts feeling stiff from deadlifting. It's super important. And I, I definitely make sure to program that for pretty much all of my strength athletes because it, it's just going to be rough otherwise. So 
I like to tack that on to some of the, the end of their workouts, part of their warmups. Um, super important. Oh yeah. And me, I know like with, with strength, it's for, for me personally, like when you're doing things like squats and deadlifts and, you know, bench press, overhead press, like I really make sure, especially with like, you know, a squat or a deadlift that I'm really focusing on that mobility because we really want to make sure that our body is primed and ready for compound movements and making sure you're warming up properly. And again, like making sure you're resting and recovering well is so important also. Yeah. Uh, resting, not just um, outside of your workout, but getting nice long rest periods inside of your workout as well. Um, I think we, I think we've drifted away from this as a, as a whole where like people are taking those super short or non-existent rest times and like doing burpees in between sets. I don't think that many people are doing that anymore. Um, but I think people were definitely stuck in that idea of like, I have to burn calories and resting is wasting my time during my workout, which is absolutely not the case, especially if you're training for strength because um how sciencey do I want to get <laughs> the question um I'll I'll keep it minimal minimal science here but when you're training for bigger lifts that are going to use a lot more energy um your energy systems for those bigger lifts take a lot longer to recover um and so like, you know, if you're doing a bicep curl, it doesn't take that long for you to recover and you can rest for a minute or so and you're ready to go again. But when you're doing a huge compound lift, like a, like a squat or a deadlift, you need to take at least three minutes, preferably up to five, uh, to be able to be fully recovered, to give your full effort into a max effort set. Otherwise you're not going to be ready and it's going to be a lot more likely for you to fail that lift because you haven't had the proper rest for it. Yeah. And when you're resting, that doesn't mean that you are, you know, it means you're like, you're sitting down, you're taking a seat, you're allowing your body to, you know, collect that energy back in order to make sure that you're expending it again. So that doesn't mean you're doing jumping jacks during your rest. It doesn't mean right. that you're, you know, pacing really quickly back and forth. It's sit down and actually get rest. So your body isn't expending it in other places. Cause you want to be able to use as much of that energy system as possible in order to complete the lift. Absolutely. And that's super important. Um, yeah, I, I fully sit my ass down after, after I left fully sit it down, relax. Uh, maybe I'll like analyze my, the video of my lift and be like, what can I improve? Like, that's how I productively use my rest period instead of just sitting there and scrolling on Instagram, which I will admit I do sometimes. Uh, I'd like to not do that, but <laughs> <laughs> Cause then the, the three minutes turns into like eight and I'm like, all right, I've been at the gym for like four hours. <laughs> You're like, why, why am I still here? What's, what's yeah. going on? Why am and then I still I'll, here? And then I'll complain to my coach. I've literally done this. I've been like, Natalie, it took me three hours to do my workout today. And she was like, that's interesting because my other athletes are in, in like an hour and a half and they're done. And I'm like, oh, I was resting for like 12 minutes between sets. That explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, and the, you know, the difference between that and hypertrophy is again, like if you're doing like an isolation movement or something, you don't need as much rest because you're not using, you know, as much energy from your body and you're not use you're not taxing your central nervous system enough to be able to, you know, take a two, three minute rest break. So if you're 
doing a hypertrophy program, make sure you're not resting for three to five minutes. Right. And it's and your body's using different energy systems to supply enough energy for those specific movements. For those big explosive movements, it just takes longer to recover those energy systems where those smaller ones, it doesn't take as long. Those re- those chemical reactions in your body happen a lot quicker to replenish your energy. Yeah, very, very true. Very, very true. So I think people might be wondering, what does like a strength what does like a strength training program look like, you know, versus a hypertrophy training program? That's a a really good question. Um, It, I mean, for strength specifically, I'm going to program the the compound lifts you want to work on multiple times a week. So in more of a, like a hypertrophy program, we'd probably look be looking at you know, you can do like the push pull leg split split, right? So a push day where you do pushing exercises, bench press, um, shoulder press, etc., uh, pulling exercises, lat stuff, back stuff, um, and then legs, self-explanatory. If you can't figure that out, I don't know what to tell you. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite phrase, I don't know what to tell you. Um, or, you know, you can do the body part split, the the chest day, the back day, the arm day. Um, in a strength workout, I'm going to do more of a, like you have a a primary squat day. You might be benching on that day as well. So like, you'll start with your squat because that's going to fatigue you the most. Maybe you'll do like a secondary bench, like a, like a tempo bench press or a close grip or something like that. And then you're going to have a deadlift day where, you know, deadlifts, your, your primary exercise might throw some bench in there too. So you can handle most people, most people depending on if you have shoulder injuries or not. Most people can handle a little more bench volume than squat or deadlift. Um, and then you'll have a primary bench day where you know I'll probably throw some squats to start that too. So you're going to be looking at doing um, compound exercises more than once a week, which I think in the hypertrophy world, we're definitely not used to seeing. Yeah, no, I agree. I definitely agree. And like, you know, I really think that people you know, when it comes to hypertrophy, you know, a lot of people talk about building muscle while losing body fat, which is, again, we talked about this last week. It's very, very hard to do unless you have certain circumstances, like you're a newbie or you Mm -hmm. um, have taken a long hiatus from lifting and you're just getting back into it. Um, But with strength and, and we, we also talked about how it can be really hard to build muscle. Like there's a very, very, very sweet spot where you can build muscle and lose body fat at the same time. However, it is a little bit different when it comes to strength. You can be in a calorie deficit and you can get stronger a little bit easier than hypertrophy. However, being in a deficit is definitely not ideal if you want to do strength too. Absolutely. It, it can be done. I've done it. I've had clients who have done it. Uh, it's a lot less fun. <laughs> yeah, a lot less and more fatiguing, more fatiguing. Exactly. For sure. Like those were those times where I was like, I don't want to get out of bed because I'm so tired. I'm in an energy deficit and I'm expending a lot more energy than I'm used to. Uh, so when I'm training for strength, my daily energy expenditure is so much higher than it used to be because I'm just exerting so much four days a week. Uh, so the nice thing, <laughs> the nice thing about st- training for strength is your maintenance calories get a little bit higher when yeah. you're training specifically for strength, um, which is super fun. So 
you need to eat a little bit more when you're training for strength, uh, which I guess that I could have answered that when you said the nutrition question, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like you, you expend a lot in your workouts. So I, I feel so hungry when I leave the gym and it's rough because there's a Popeye's right across the street. And I'm always oh my like, God. <laughs> like I'm walking out and I smell that fried chicken. Uh, I have not gone to that Popeye's yet, believe it or not. Good. Good, I know because it's addicting. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, when a lot of people, when they come to me with, you know, they're in a calorie deficit, they want to get stronger. A lot of the times people will confuse building muscle and gaining strength. Mm. And what they really want is to build muscle thinking that they're going to get stronger, which if you're building muscle, you will get stronger. Like inherently Absolutely. you're, you're, you're going to get stronger regardless, but um, I think a lot of people are expecting, you know, their body shape to adjust, which it does. It does when you do compound movements. In fact, it makes your muscles more dense. It actually creates more density in your muscles. Um, and then go, and that's exactly why people will go through like a strength block and then a hypertrophy block. And then a str yep. another strength block is because they do create more strength just in different ways. Right. Right. And, and you're absolutely right. Like if you, we might've talked about this last week too. I don't remember, but if your muscle grows in size, it is going to be a stronger muscle just because there's more muscle cells to be able to respond to a stimulus. Uh, the more muscle cells in your body, the stronger that muscle. So growing size does contribute significantly to growing strength. Um, but on the flip side of that, uh, I, again, I'm going to try not to get too sciencey. Um, I'll get a little sciencey. There's a difference between muscle fibers, right? There's, there's type two muscle fibers and type one muscle fibers where type two fibers, they are more responsive to those big lifts. Um, they recover differently than type one fibers. Um, and if you train specifically for strength, your muscles will be more type two fibers than type one fibers, where if you train for hypertrophy, it, it'll probably be a mixture of both. Yeah. And you know, it's, and both are important. Yeah, both are absolutely. Important. And that's exactly why like a lot of strength programming is done in blocks and phases. And so when you are doing compound movements and you're doing that for a training block, and then you just like you're, you make the move to go more to a hypertrophy block you're hitting both of those fibers, which is inherently going to make you that much stronger. And when you're doing a hypertrophy program, it is going to allow your central nervous system to recover a little bit more. Exactly. Which, um, if you don't want to feel dead tired is it's ideal. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say to someone who is in a calorie deficit yeah. and they want to really get stronger, but they also want to get quote unquote toned. What would mm. you say to that, to that individual? I would tell them to pick one. <laughs> like you, you've got to pick which you want to prioritize because yeah, you can get stronger in a calorie deficit. And if you want to train specifically for strength, though, you are probably not going to get that like, quote unquote, toned look you're looking for, um, you will 
probably grow size in areas that you might not want. Like if you're training for like power lifters are known for having bigger bellies because we eat, uh, we like to eat. Um, but if you want to train to get toned, I would go for more hypertrophy style workouts. Um, I would go, you know, keep your calorie deficits, start with that, get lean, then add muscle. And then maybe from there, you could be like, all right, now I want to get strong. Yeah. So like start, start with that foundation of like building a good amount of muscle and then maybe train for strength. You can do that vice versa too. Like you can train for strength and then, and then maybe you're like, all right, I, I don't really, I want to look different now and then train a little bit more for hypertrophy. You can go through phases of that too. Where like you train for strength you for a while, you train for hypertrophy for a while. Um, that strength hypertrophy cycle is beneficial to like general population. Yeah, for sure. And I think that, you know, doing it in phases and in cycles is going to be really helpful. And I, and I agree. I think, you know, for clients that want to like look more like look jacked apparently essentially like they want to have more like look more muscular um I would definitely start with you know of course calorie deficit like that's mm -hmm. a no-brainer if you've been listening to this podcast for a while but also like starting with hypertrophy and working you know working on that because that's also going to give you some muscular endurance as well training those higher rep ranges absolutely and and even for strength athletes like I'll usually start someone for a for a prep for a meet with a hypertrophy block. We'll do four weeks where we just grow as much muscle as we can so we can have more muscle fibers and then train those muscle fibers to become type two fibers for strength. And then, yeah. I love it. And then we max out at the end. So it's the fun part. That, <laughs> that's when Nick gets his donut. <laughs> <laughs> uh that's that's the fun part where like the rep takes like eight seconds to get through one of them and you're like yeah i lifted that because <laughs> <laughs> yeah you definitely are not gonna see you know a bodybuilder getting jacked by doing a back squat like is it possible right. yeah like if you're doing something crazy like smolov which is just a different way of training um or you know german volume training gvt that's that's Yikes. brutal that's yeah. brutal <laughs> like that that's just like too much on your nervous system but absolutely um you, you're not really going to see a lot of people who are bodybuilders doing a lot of things like back squatting and deadlifting. I mean, you might see different variations of that. Like you'll, you'll see different variations of squats and bench presses and deadlifts, like, you know, using a lot more free weights, like dumbbells or using machines like the hack squat, the pendulum squat, the, mm -hmm. you know, the leg press, you're going to see, you know, similar muscle groups being worked. It's just, they're going to be working in a different energy system. Definitely. Um, yeah, the, the percentage of bodybuilders nowadays who deadlift is probably extremely low because it's just not, it's for a hypertrophy exercise. It's trash. Oh yeah. For a, for a strength exercise it is top tier. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. <laughs> so, and, and that's just like a huge example of how hypertrophy and strength are so much different. Like you're not going to grow huge glutes deadlifting. That's just not going to, it's just not going to happen. Because you're using so many other muscles. If you want to grow huge glutes, 
you're going to want to do more isolation exercises to your glutes, like hip thrusts or uh, I don't fucking know. My brain just shut off. Hip thrusts. Just do hip thrusts. Just do hip thrusts. That's it. That's all you need. Glute kickbacks. There you go. There's one. (laughs) Deficit reverse lunges. Mm. Things like that. Yeah, some glute bias Bulgarians. Ugh. Yeah. (laughs) Terrible. So when you talk about like the primary lifts, so we're talking about the squat, bench press, deadlift, overhead press. What is the difference, just for our listeners, um, what is the difference between a primary exercise and an accessory exercise? Ooh, that is a good the yeah. good question. Are you talking strength specific? What is the difference yeah. between that? Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try to categorize this as best I can. Um, <clears throat> so a primary exercise is the exercise that you primarily want to get better at. So if you're a power lifter, it's the competition squat, the competition deadlift, the competition bench press. I didn't say that one yet, right? Nope. I said those in a weird order. Um, An accessory exercise is an exercise that's going to assist you to better do that lift. That is not that lift. Yeah. And I'd also add, it's also used to target points in that compound lift and that primary exercise that's used to target maybe the weak points of that lift. So it can be a variation of one of those exercises. Like let's say, for example, when you are, when you're doing your bench press, your weakest point is your tricep. So as you get about halfway up um, from the press, the bar starts coming backwards towards you. So that is usually an indicator that your triceps need to be a little bit stronger because they're not able to lock out that last half of the bench press. Uh, So that's where I would program a close grip bench press probably uh, because it's going to involve more of your triceps uh, and it's close to the variation that you want to get better at. Uh, So you're still getting the same or a similar stimulus as the competition bench press, but working on targeting those those tricep muscles as well. And then from there, you can also do, I would also do um, tricep specific isolation work. Yeah, more, and that would be more near the end of the workout. Exactly, that would be at the very end. Yeah, so th- again, like if you're listening and you're like, whoa, what is all this stuff? Like there, there is a method to the madness when it comes to, having people program for you. And that's why, you know, a lot of times when, um, when I'm checking in with clients and, you know, specifically new clients where I'm like, okay, so like, what are your goals? What would you like to do? What are you looking for? Are you looking to get stronger? Are you looking to get leaner? Are you looking to get more muscular? What does that, you know, those questions are all important because depending on your answer to those questions, that is how we learn to program for what you need, because it's not just, um, it's not just about lifting weights. It's about lifting weights intelligently and lifting weights right. strate- strategically. So I think that, you know, a lot of people just think that strength and hypertrophy go hand in hand because they're like, I want to get leaner and I want to get stronger. When in reality, what they're trying to say, or what a lot of people are trying to say is I want to get leaner and more muscular versus I want to get leaner and stronger. There's that big difference that I think a lot of people don't necessarily understand. And that's why we wanted to break it down on the podcast today. 
For sure. And I think people make the mistake a lot too of like following cookie cutter programs, like they'll follow their favorite lifters program and think that like they can follow one of the most elite um, power lifters programs and it will work for them where they're a very different athlete than the person following the program, not just based on their training experience, but their size, uh, what their weak points might be, um, how long that they've been training for, what they're good at, how much they can recover from. Like there's so much that goes into it. And that is the most fun part to me as a coach is programming specifically for like a very specific individual. Like we're we're all unique. We're all individual snowflakes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I love like watching clients' videos and seeing where they're going to need improvement and programming for what they need to improve on. Like that's one of my favorite parts of being a coach. Oh yeah. And I hear that because a lot of the times like when I'm starting out with a client, you know, again, like I'd mentioned, it is really challenging to build muscle and lose body fat at the same time. Very challenging. Again, very, very limited circumstances. Is that possible? And so, you know, I always start people off with let's, you know, let's get you stronger. Number two is that it is easier to track progress when it comes to strength training than it is hypertrophy, because you're not going to see, you know, more, more um, defined shoulder caps in a week then you would see mm. numbers going up on like a bench press or numbers going up in a squat. So, you know, for me, I really want to build that confidence with my clients in the gym and I start them on strength programs because then they can actually see progress week to week versus a hypertrophy Absolutely. program where, yeah, versus a hypertrophy program where they might not notice things until, you know, three, four, five, six months down the road because you have to take time. It takes a lot of time to build muscle. And I don't think people understand that, you know, building strength actually takes less time than it does to build muscle. And I think a lot of people are Definitely. unaware of that. So if your if your goal is to get jacked, like it's, it's going to take a long time. It's going to take different phases of being in a deficit, being in maintenance, being in a surplus and recompositioning. It's going to take more time to do that with muscle building than it is with strength training. Yeah. And, and we always talk about newbie gains, right. And like very much a thing in building muscle. Um, when you're a newbie, you're going to build muscle a lot faster than someone who has already has muscle. Um, but strength newbie gains are just as much, if not more of a thing, um, especially for someone who's trained for mostly hypertrophy and then switches over to training more for strength. Like your numbers of what you're able to lift is going to shock you. It's kind of like you get a second set of newbie gains all over again when you switch specifically to strength. Um, and that newbie gains are fun. <laughs> newbie gains are just so fun. Oh, absolutely. So I think that, you know, overall, like what what should people take away from today's episode? Um, I think overall people should take away that there is definitely a difference in what you are training for. And you, you can train for strength. You can train for muscle. Um, think about what you care about more. Do you want to look really jacked or, or do you want to feel really jacked? Do you want to feel like you can lift a mountain? Um, there's no right or wrong answer here. Um, but think about that, especially when you sign up with a coach, like, what you specifically want to train for 
so we can program for you accordingly. Or if you're, you're, you know, you're winging it on your own, you can't afford a coach. Like that's cool. Um, but take away the difference in how you would train, take away the fact that like, you should be doing more compounds. If you're strength training, you should be doing more isolation. If you're training for muscle, I think those are the two major takeaways. Yeah. So hopefully this episode was clarifying for some people because, uh, you know, I think it's definitely worth talking about the differences because so many people, you know, they, they'll be on a strength program and they don't understand why they're not seeing more muscle definition when mm. in reality, it's like, you're probably doing the wrong type of training. So, and, and I don't want to actually, I don't want to say wrong. I think it's, it's the, it, you're not in the right phase of training. Cause you want to make yeah. sure, yeah, you want to make sure you do it in phases. So making sure that, you know, you're in the right phase of, of strength training again, like I really like to start clients off with strength. And then once they have, you know, seen some strength over four weeks, then switch them to a little bit of some hypertrophy stuff. This is just for general population, not for athletes. Sure. Of course. Yeah. Um, but then, then do a little bit more of like that bodybuilder style, you know, isolation movements, and then, you know, switch back and forth, see where a weak point is in strength, hammer that for four weeks as well, and then switch over to a hypertrophy program and let her rip. Yeah. I'm definitely going to get back on a little bit of a hypertrophy, hypertrophy program for a while. Um, I, uh, I forgot to mention this, but I think this is, this is fun to talk about. Um, I got my my surgery scheduled for my hernia, so super exciting. Turns out my recovery time is going to be way less than originally expected oh, because nice. the, the guy was like, yeah, your hernia is super small. Like we can do a, a non-invasive surgery. You should be good to go in like six weeks. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. But in the meantime, like before I, before I get that schedule, before I get the schedule, before I do it, I'm going to, I think I'm going to train a little hypertrophy for a few weeks. I think that's smart. Just do something. Do something. I have not been lifting. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like a six by 12 or something. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go. That's a lot of reps. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope. Well, uh, oh. No, oh. sorry. I was, was going to wrap up too. I was going to oh, wrap you, up too. Both I was just going to say, I hope this, hope this episode has not been like too overwhelming. I know we get a little bit more in depth than we usually do. Uh, but I think it's good to talk about this. I think it helps uh, educate the people who are listening a little bit more than just like mindset, but you know, what actually goes into training. Yeah. And it's, and it's what, you know, this is, these are things why people hire coaches is because, you know, we, we know the ins and outs. And so, you know, hopefully I know I have some clients that listen to our podcast and, you know, hopefully it gives them a little bit of an idea of like why, we program things that we program and you know we that's why it's so important for us to know exactly what your specific goals are specific being the key word for sure so if, if y'all are looking to hire a coach i here we go i said y'all oh fucking fucking virginia got me y'all listen if y'all are looking to hire a coach out there i reckon i reckon that i got some some openings on my client roster brooke i don't know if you got openings over there but <laughs> <laughs> um i actually i i only have a couple openings i Brooke is almost full i i am almost maxed out client wise so listen get on the list now or or you're gonna have to be waitlisted for brooke so which you know come train come train we'll have fun 
Come train. <laughs> I do not have a wait list. So <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> uh, well, you guys, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Donuts and Dumbbells podcast. We appreciate you taking time out of your very busy day to join us. And if you'd be so kind as to leave us a review, it helps us reach more people looking to improve their health and fitness. Until next time, we'll talk to you soon.